Well, folks, welcome back to the Preacher's Devo podcast. I am your host, Daniel Messina. The Preacher's Devo podcast is designed for those seeking some devotional thought on certain biblical truths and doctrines of the faith. Throughout the podcast, I offer an analysis of the content found in the Heidelberg Catechism. The Heidelberg Catechism, like the Westminster, the Genevan, and the Roman, and others, is simply a tool that offers a summary of certain biblical truths and doctrines of the Christian faith. I have picked the Heidelberg Catechism because of its easy-to-follow structure of 52 Lord's Days. In its current form, the Heidelberg Catechism consists of 129 questions and answers. In this episode, we are in Lord's Day number 26. If you recall from our last episode, we talked about the two sacraments of the Church, according to the Reformed tradition. They are the Baptism and the Holy Supper. In Lord's Day number 26, we will cover topics like baptism, Christ, body, soul, forgiveness, grace, crucifixion, blood, Holy Spirit, sin, and regeneration. All these are words that will appear throughout our podcast today as we analyze the questions and answers given by the Heidelberg Catechism. Lord's Day number 26 begins with question number 69 in the Heidelberg Catechism. The question is, How does holy baptism signify and seal to you that the one sacrifice of Christ on the cross benefits you? In other words, what good does baptism do for the believer? The answer given is this. In this way, Christ instituted this outward washing and with it gave the promise that as surely as water washes away the dirt from the body, so certainly his blood and spirit wash away the impurity of my soul, that is, all my sins. At face value, if read wrong, you can conclude that the Heidelberg Catechism is saying that baptism washes away your sins. But that is not what he says. Because the structure of the answer to this question, what does holy baptism signify and seal you to, basically has to do with the sacrifice of Jesus Christ and his blood that was shed for us. His blood is what purifies our souls from our sins, and His Spirit also is a partaker in that act. Note that the answer here given is that Christ instituted this outward washing. In evangelical circles today, there is a phrase that is often used, that baptism is an outward expression of an inward commitment. And it certainly is only an expression. It is not the means of salvation. The word baptism comes from the Greek baptizo, which literally means to dip or to immerse something, particularly with water. In the record of scriptures, we see that John the Baptist baptized people with water, then Jesus was baptized uh, with water, and he also commanded his disciples to go into all the world, to all nations, to make disciples and baptize them into the kingdom of God. Further, if you fast forward just a little bit to the book of Acts, you see that at the day of Pentecost that 3,000 new converts were baptized, all of them Jewish, and as soon as they repent, they are baptized. In other words, believers were baptized as they made a profession of faith. Now, one question does arise about baptism. Is baptism necessary for salvation? The answer is no. Salvation is through Christ alone, by faith alone, through grace alone. One thing that is different is that the Heidelberg Catechism does espouse the idea of infant baptism. This will be highlighted in our next episode. 
It is important for you to know that I personally do not condone infant baptism. I believe that baptism is by immersion for those who believe in Jesus, not for infants, that mean babies, to be baptized after they are born. Now, part of the impetus for infant baptism is its correlation with circumcision. A child was circumcised after the eighth day of being born, and therefore some believe that a person should be baptized to show that he is born into God's family as an infant. However, there is not, in my opinion, sufficient scriptural evidence for the baptism of infants. Baptism does symbolize a washing and a cleansing, and that leads us to question number two and Lord's Day number 26. What does it mean to be washed with Christ's blood and spirit? The answer given is, to be washed with Christ's blood means to receive forgiveness of sins from God through grace because of Christ's blood poured out for us in His sacrifice on the cross. Second, to be washed with His Spirit means to be renewed by the Holy Spirit and sanctified to be members of Christ so that more and more we become dead to sin and lead a holy and blameless life. Two things here. First, we are washed with the blood of Jesus Christ. That is our salvation. We receive forgiveness of sins through grace, through the blood of Christ, and through His sacrifice on the cross. That is what we call salvation. The second part here, referring to the Holy Spirit, is what we call sanctification. And he says to be washed with the Holy, Holy Spirit means to be renewed by the Holy Spirit and sanctified to be members of Christ. This idea then of the usage of so that more and more we become dead to sin and lead a holy, blameless life, does have to do with us becoming more and being conformed into the image of the Son of God. It is the idea that is given to us in Romans chapter 6, verse 4, which says, We were buried therefore with him by baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too may walk in a newness of life. This idea of walking has to do with this more and more that is referred to in this answer here that is a daily thing. It is something that you live out for the rest of your life. Further, another verse that supports the idea of us being washed and sanctified is 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 11, which says, And such were some of you, but you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. God's desire for us is that we do live a holy and blameless life. Again, the summary here to this answer is the two-part is salvation and sanctification, both of which are essential in the life and for the life of the believer. As it relates to baptism, perhaps John chapter 3 verses 5 through 8 are a good summary. Jesus answered, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water, in other words, the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, the water here, the signification of his life, death, burial, and resurrection, and of the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Lastly, Lord's Day number 26 ends with one final question. The question is, where has Christ promised that he will wash us with his blood and spirit as surely as we are washed with the water of baptism? Two verses that come to mind as it relates to the blood of Jesus Christ, Revelation chapter 1 verse 5 says that to him who loved us and freed us from our sins by his blood. 
another verse that is really significant that speaks of the blood of Jesus Christ for us is 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 2, which says, According to the foreknowledge of God the Father and the sanctification of the Spirit, for obedience to Christ and for sprinkling with His blood. The blood of Jesus Christ here signifying our salvation. Going back, however, to the answer to the final question, here is what the Heidelberg Catechism tells us. And in the institution of baptism, where he says, Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. This promise is repeated where Scripture calls baptism the washing of rebirth and the washing away of sins. Again, this is not saying that baptism washes away your sin. It does surely point to that, but it points to something deeper. That we are regenerated and renewed by the Holy Spirit in baptism. And also that those who are baptized do symbolize that they have been washed by the blood of Jesus Christ and are to walk in a new life and actually are to be identified with Jesus Christ's name, the name above all names, the name that saves and sanctifies and makes us holy. So in conclusion, baptism is an act of obedience. It is an act that was given to us by Jesus Christ, as commanded for us to do as we make disciples. So every believer should be baptized if he is able or she is able to. And we are to be baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Why? Because this is a Trinitarian act. It is us identifying ourselves with the God of Scripture, the triune God who has loved us and saved us from sin and brought us into life. Well, folks, that's it for Lord's Day number 26. There is more to come on baptism and other things related to it for our next episode. But until our next episode, stay encouraged, encourage others, and keep growing in Christ. May the Lord bless you.